0: what it is dummy it's another episode of as it is i'm your boy adam i'm here with my co-host dom dom how you doing adam i'm great bro had a good ass
1: day nice weather out yeah nice sunday for me
0: yeah it's been a good sunday and at the end of this sunday something really special happened it looks like for the first time you and i are sitting in the same damn room we're digital no more ladies and gentlemen. We used to be those guys that would get on Discord and have to look through all the channels and make sure that we were connected and yada, yada, yada. Nah, it's boots on the ground time now. Now you're going to get us live every episode coming forward from here. So I wanted to just drop that in right now at the beginning. And we're going to do a couple topics that you guys are used to. And then we're going to just go off through the beaten path. So if you're here for anime, if you're here for video games, you came to the right place. But honestly, Race science is something we need to talk about, and frankly, we do need to talk about a lot of the people walking around that are actually 9-foot lizards. So there's a lot of things to cover in this show, and we're going to cover it today. Dom, what, you, what you've what been seeing right now, is it, is it good in anime right now? Are things great? Are we at the, at this new high point that everybody keeps talking about? Where are we? I'm going to come in full
1: force, bro, and just say yes, it's a new high point. It's a new high point, okay. I know I'm jumping the gun a little quick here okay. for people that are going to hear this and listen, but it's definitely there. We got... Everything checks out. We got anim, We got animation top tier right now. We got story-wise top tier. Shit to look forward to. Just just everything. We got the nostalgia back from Bleach. Bleach is back right now, bro. Bleach this is the day is, we never thought we were going to see.
0: Right. Bleach is back. The freshest anime of all time. Both... Like, apparel-wise and actual freshness-wise. Like, it's incredible that they reboot. Was it a reboot or is it a continuation? It's a
1: continuation, actually. So it, it cut off the anime. In the anime, I think they had one arc after the Eisen arc, and that was the Foldbringer arc. I didn't even care to check it out myself, but I read about it, heard a little bit from friends that have watched it, summarized it a little bit for myself. It's just an arc where Ichigo kind of gets his powers back. I'm not exactly sure why or how, so I'm not going to get too into detail about that. But uh-huh. this arc out now. Mm-hmm. If you're uh-huh. a, if you're a manga reader, which of this I haven't been, uh-huh. but I got buddies of mine that are, and they've yeah. told me nothing but great things. He basically to bring it down to an e simplistic level. This is the arc everybody wanted. Okay. okay. Without ruining anything. Okay. Okay. Um. I was just basically told you get to see everything you want to see. Characters whose I don't know if this is going to ruin anything. I guess Man. I can't really, because it's the last hey, arc. Sp- hey,
0: spoiler alert. Know, spo- spo- yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert, guys.
1: Yeah. Um, you get to see everybody's Bankai who you have not seen so far. Okay. Which is probably you couldn't want to ask for anything more from right. Leech itself. Because yeah. that's to me, that's what I was was always missing when the anime was done. Mm-hmm. I was like, where's everybody's Bankai? What's everybody doing now? This isn't, this isn't done yet. Right. And I've seen pictures, I've seen frames from the manga, let me just say this, people better be ready for this, bro. You gonna <laughs> see some shit that you have wanted to, and some shit you might not want to see too, but yeah. be ready.
0: Yeah, I gotta get into that. That, that just took me uh, by surprise. I, I saw that they were coming out with a new Bleach, you know, the cynical side of me said, oh, maybe it's a money grab, but it looks good. Let me check it out, and then I kind of, you know, put it on the shelf and didn't open it up. But just from hearing that, it's a mandatory watch Oh, now. yeah, It's a mandatory right. watch. So that's what's coming up on my Rolodex. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. So Chainsaw Man. I actually only have watched
1: two episodes since the last time we talked. Two extra mm-hmm. episodes, the second and third. Um, the second one, both great episodes. Let me start by saying that. The second one was a little more... <laughs> uh, <laughs> introductory, informational, so you don't really get to see too much action, which I'm sure most of us fans of this show have been waiting on seeing. Right. Not to say that's a bad thing, though. I think this comes just as important as that would because yeah. you need a little bit of explaining, you need a little more introductory to the new characters you're going to fall in love with, be with, hold so close to your heart. So I think it's it's perfectly releasing at a good pace right now, from what I'm seeing. Nothing's okay. too. Nothing feels too rushed to me. Nothing's like come on, where's the important stuff, where's the fun right. stuff, where, where do I want to see this, when do I want to see that, so they're it, moving at a grey pace.
0: Isn't it interesting that gore in Japanese animation uh, can take on a sort of an artistic kind of yeah. bend to it that you can't see in any other art form really reproduce correctly? No. And I try to point my fingers, like, what is it? What is it about seeing blood and guts sprayed on the wall in an anime uh as, a, as opposed to seeing blood and guts spray sprayed on a wall and like i won't even say live action but just another cartoon um why does anime make it like folded into the art space and not take you out of the art space what is that so for
1: me it is a little bit of what you said the exception of it not being live action to the watcher to the consumer definitely does a little bit of justice. And, and and it's it's a different feeling completely. When you're watching this in a live action, there's a sense of realism to it. Because a movie as we see it, with makeup, prosthetics, all these things, they want it to look as real as possible. They don't want it to look fake. They don't want you to think, oh, I can never see this happening. They want you to feel, you almost feel like you feel anguish. You're, you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. How, how, have I, how am I just taking this all in? You almost feel like what you're seeing is real outside of the fact of knowing it's a movie. Right. Now, when you jump off an anime, you kind of you kind of feel this sense of relief with it, and this sense of excitement. I know that's weird to say. Don't let me sound cynical with this, but you want to see that shit in there because because of what anime is to us. You know, for the most of us fans, unless you're a super super fan, you're ready for action. You want fight scenes. You want just beautifully done shit, and the blood and gore on top of that is everything. It's like. I compare it to how when you play a video game and you see this mm-hmm. blood and guts and gore you yeah yeah yeah, yeah let's yeah. go like it it feels like it's so involved it's so interactive in a way that kind of gets outside of that realm of reality so I think I think with that that's what it does for me bro I, I I love seeing it I honestly do
0: Yeah and and I guess more to my point is that anime I think has perfected the idea of hyper violence as a form of entertainment it really did bring hyper violence, a certain sense of aesthetic beauty that, like, if not to diverge too far off topic, but do you remember Tumblr? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. You Remember all the Tumblr like stills they would have of like ex- serial experiments, Lane, and like the girl with all the wires coming out of her, or like you know sh- scenes from the Animatrix or scenes yeah. from Evangelion, and you just see them as a still shot, and just like proportionally, color wise, it's just a beautiful like you could hang it up on 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 a big e- you know easel, and it would look like art. So. You nobody know, would
1: look at you twice about
0: it. Like, like oh, yeah. you got
1: that up there for yeah, for sure. It's way more accepted through that too. I mean, people yeah. say what they want, but it's not for kids, but at the same time, I understand it being looked at in the realm of it's a little bit lesser than like you were saying, like live mm-hmm. action would be mm-hmm. or anything in real life. So mm-hmm. right. I don't know. I love that it's way more accepted. It makes me feel less. Right. Let me not show anybody this. Let me not know right, anybody. Right, let right. anybody know I'm watching this. So right, right. It's, it it checks out for me for sure.
0: No, I agree, I agree. I mean, my favorite animes have some seriously violent, dark parts in them, and they only add to the experience, whereas there's so many uh, live-action movies, TV shows, that'll have gratuitous violence that does nothing for the show. And no, it's completely They're for shock value. Yeah, it's completely for shock value, and I think uh, J- Japanese anime and the, the Japanese in general have kind of understood the importance of uh, putting blood and guts in its, in its appropriate place, because there is a place for it you know absolutely um, yeah that's that was something I, I really noticed when I started watching Chainsaw Man um, and also Attack on Titan too you know not to go too far back to the ancient animes but because of how many great shows that have come out since then but you know Attack on Titan really turned it up a notch I mean really took you out of the violence that occurs in anime in anime world and into the violence that occurs in human world oh like, yeah that that was something I wasn't prepared for in my first watch. No, that first know?
1: episode in, bro. You just, my, you know, your jaws drop. You're like, whoa. Wow. What is it? Just to just to start it off the way they didn't kind of, they didn't really, get off of, the the main theme of the show. One of the main themes, which I would say, comes from the violence. They didn't go too far outside of it. They kind of kept it there, every episode to let you know, like, oh. This isn't no, like, fairy tale. This mm-hmm. isn't just a, oh, I got stabbed in my stomach, I'm dying. No, this is your body chopped up. You're getting chewed on by a 30, 40-foot tall man is what it looks yeah, like. You're thinking, keep the realism there even more. Yeah. You know, they don't look too far outside of what we know in our history with giants and things mm-hmm. like that. So, Tag on Titan, just, man, I, that's another thing I'm waiting on, bro. Next year is coming, and we're getting the final part
0: and and when you look at shows uh evangelion attack on titan some of the big juggernauts of anime they do draw on a lot of esoteric uh philosophy they do draw on uh, a lot of first testament um or sorry old testament genesis yeah. sort of imagery when they're when when they go about creating uh the extra human characters absolutely in the story. and i think that that Uh, that creative choice is so powerful uh, and it brings out a certain kind of fear that I don't think anything has come close to because you can draw the monsters uh, of some guy at Universal Studios imagination but to get the collective unconscious the collective unconscious is fear that the monster that we all read about in all of our primary school Mm -hmm. Bible education classes of what a demon would look like or what a Nephilim would look like I think anime has really done a spectacular job at um, carrying the torch in using those archetypes for you know the purpose of of, uh, entertainment
1: yeah because they they keep it within what we know to be true not to say necessarily it is but what we know to be true from our history I mean like you were saying, I mean, I've seen monsters in numerous anime, and they don't quite strike the same as Titans. Titans mm-hmm. is like... Not, not not that I'm thinking out here, oh, we're going to stumble upon Titans. Well, right, nothing, right. nothing of that, but just to see them, they look normal. And I think with them keeping it so original, mm-hmm. that's where the creativity came. Because a lot of things that pose such a high threat, you don't see looking like this. You mm-hmm. see... A huge ass alien. You see people with these crazy weapons. Just, just right. crazy character design. But with these things, it's like, how can I fuck with people's heads? How can I make them fear for their lives mm-hmm. with just the thought of seeing this thing? Not even what it can do, mm-hmm. and with what it can do on top of that. Right, right. Come on, right, man. They, right. they just they knocked that shit out the park. They
0: knocked it out of the park, and I don't think we'll. I don't think in our generation we'll find a better villain than or, or better a better monster. Than the Titan, absolutely not. Uh, I think that was especially from the first season the way you the way you are just as afraid for you. You're not only afraid of being captured, you're afraid of being eaten, digested, seen, seen like it's this any interaction. It's this walking nightmare that you know was so beautifully personified in that show. I got to stop leaning away from the mic when I'm talking. I'm sorry, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that was, uh, sort of an appropriate, um, topic to talk about because this will be coming out a couple days after Halloween, and I know everybody's, you know, had their fun on Halloween, so kind of wanted to take a step back from anime and just sort of talk, you know, generals. Yeah. Like, what's going on in Metro Detroit Halloween time? Like, how do you celebrate your Halloween?
1: Uh, these last few years I haven't been the normal way, but, um, I mean... I've had numerous ways. How I mean, I've been. I've had family parties on Halloween where it was mainly for the kids. You know, we'd go there. All the adults are obviously there to drink and eat yeah, whatever yeah. it may be. But we go there. Whole houses are decorated. Some set it up with haunted house type vibes, cobwebs everywhere, food made after things to look as eyeballs, blood and guts, all the above, and then you know I got my party sense for it too. I used to go out what's the best costume i can find right now where are we at where are we going go downtown um what was that uh one of my boys actually just asked me about an event and i forgot what i think it was at the masonic mm. if i'm not mistaken they hosted a, an event at the masonic temple where it was half and half it was a music dance type thing with a halloween costume um what you call it? Contest.
0: Contest. To true. See who
1: would win. And I ended up flaking, bro. I'm mad at oh, myself because i seen man. pictures from it. And it, looked, it looked sick, but yeah. I ended up being here. Didn't Shoot. pass out candy to kids. My mom did. Yeah. Just yeah. chilled. And it was... Honestly, bro, it's sad what they've done to Halloween. It, it really is. And let me say this. I don't think Halloween is anywhere near an important holiday to celebrate. I know if a kid never got to celebrate in their life, they would not be missing anything. It's just... <laughs> What's Halloween for, really, for yeah. us? Go your candy, bro. Get Be candy. out with your friends. See yeah. maybe some cool costumes. That's all, that's about it. Yeah. These last, like, three, four years now. Yeah. We used to get about 40, 50 kids on our street. Yeah. i seen maybe 10 kids this year. Maybe wow. 10. Throughout the entirety of the time that people were out trick-or-treating. I was like, oh, my God. This is terrible for these kids.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a milestone as a kid. I grew up not being able to celebrate it because my parents were very religious. But I remember... You know, seeing the joy of my friends coming back, having big ass bags of candy oh. that they had to ration, like their parents would like. Like there was a safe that they put the candy mm-hmm. in. They get like little pieces. You know, like once in a while, just going through that. Yeah, you know, like that whole thing, and th- there's there really is a. There really is something about that experience that binds you to the Americana, to the culture at large, that I feel like we're losing as younger kids are, you know, seeing themselves more as global citizens. Yeah. that exist in the internet and um, I think traditions like Halloween they don't necessarily like if Halloween had a like a a revamp where instead of candy they gave out you know uh, uh, gamer passes for Xbox or they gave out um, you know, expansion (laughs) DLCs, you have, uh, the kids lining around the block. Oh, bro, it'd
1: be, it'd be nothing like I've ever seen in my childhood. It'd it'd be probably triple, double, or double to triple that, bro, (laughs) easily.
0: It'd be a riot. And that, that really shows like, you know, where kids, what, uh, satisfies children now. And there's good things about that, there's bad things about that, Mm -hmm. but, um, we have definitely in these past couple of years experienced the death of the old halloween yeah, like it's, it's fallen we, tremendously yeah. bro and and even in movies when you're seeing kids g- going around trick or treating and like being like these like wide-eyed billies it's like who who do you know that acts yeah, who like that does anymore? that yeah yeah, yeah yeah nobody's like that anymore like that that's such an antiquated character to to even portray so yeah, I think Halloween really makes you, it's like this watermark in our culture every year, and we kind of see where, where we all are, yeah. and like what things are changing and what things aren't, and I think Halloween has changed drastically, um, so I agree with you on that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's all these parents are scared for their kids, I get it, there's a lot of weirdos out here, there's a lot of weird shit happening, people doing weird stuff, but...
0: There's a lot of operations going on.
1: Yeah, bro. You know? Some that I can't blame people for not letting their kids go out and, and enjoy Halloween for. Us. So I get it. I really do.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. But, you know, I'm, I'm always curious when it comes to places like Metro Detroit. Like, do you guys have your own uh, specific things you do here? Like, because in New Orleans, for example, like mm-hmm. they celebrate Halloween with, like, parades and they, they do it up. They have a whole thing. Here, is there, like, something that only Detroiters do? No, I I can't say
1: it would be something specific to Detroit, at least from what I've seen. Now, I'm not not the most out there when it comes to things like that. I'm not always out on the scene, like, oh, what are we doing this time? Next year, what are we doing? So, outside of, like I said, I I see mostly the same kind of things every year. Maybe just at new venues or new hostings. Outside of that, I, I can't say... We have anything we can call our own that we do here, honestly. Mm. Okay. Just because of that. I, I don't know. Yeah. From what I know. I could I could very well be wrong. Detroiters don't come after me for this. Yeah. I could be, I could be wrong here. So you don't correct me pe- if I am. You don't want Pezzy coming
0: after you. No, hell no. <laughs> Stay away. Shouts out to Pezzy. Um <laughs> But, yeah, no. Because this, this, to me, is such a new place. And I've been living here now for two years. And uh, so much of it is it's familiar. But then there's those little things like... Hey, like, hey, can I have a soda? And people look at you like, no, it's... What's it's that? A, it's a pop. Yeah. And, like, that, those are the things that I live for. I love going to a new place and experiencing the little nuances that make that place that place.
1: Slang, yeah. You know? Just just what's... Yeah. Now, with what's normal over here, yeah. I mean, you... Like any other state, you know, like Detroit, I feel like, has... You know, we got our Coney's, we got our Verners, Better Made, um... Not Detroit specific, but Michigan specific. We got Chicken Shacks over here. I don't think yeah. any other states have Chicken Shacks, yeah. so I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I. They're moving out, but yeah. you know that that is what it is. Uh, not much outside of that either. I feel like other states. I don't know. I love Michigan. Don't get me wrong, but to give you a perfect sum of how Michigan is, at least to me specifically, Detroit. I feel like there is so much to do, while there also being so little to do here because. Outside of the so much like that's it, right. like there's there's right. only right. so many things you're doing. at least for me. I I lived in Michigan yeah. my whole life, yeah, and people from out of Michigan will say there's a lot to do here, but I feel like it's kind of the same stuff outside. You know, going out to eat, the mm-hmm. movies. You can do a lot of these things anywhere, anywhere. You know, so yeah. I I think it's really just it's the scenery. And, and it's the personality of the people that come from Detroit that I think set it apart from
0: everywhere else. Yeah, it's all about the personality of people out, out here. It really is. And, like, that's the one thing I tell people uh, who haven't visited yet is, like, you, you, you'll you never meet a person that's nice, like a Michigan nice. You, a Michigan yeah, because nice it's got to mean nice. Yeah, because there's another side to it, you know. There's definitely – there's a nice, and then there's a, like – Oh, I'm getting robbed while the guy's being nice. Yeah, kind of nice, you know. There's, yeah, hundred percent.
1: Like I, you know, he's not gonna shoot you or hurt you, but you know, your shit's
0: gonna get taken yeah, from you. You know, you know, just be nice. Yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> for real. But uh yeah, it's it's a really really interesting Metroplex, and I learned something every time I you know have these kinds of, kind of, kinds of conversations yeah. with you. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I've been to a lot of different places i don't know if we talked about that on this podcast i know on my old one uh that was mainly the point of it was just like the different experiences i had Mm -hmm. in different places and the people i met along the way and all that stuff but i don't think you know we've been doing this for a while it was
1: there was only there's only been so much i mean it was from what i remember it was mainly when we were on the subject of other things that kind of sparked those other thoughts in our heads of oh you know well i was doing this out here or that out there but no not too much i mean from what I remember I you did mention New Orleans. You've definitely mentioned Maryland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and outside from Michigan, I don't I don't know if I I could my memory disc could be a little foggy. No. I don't know if I remember too yeah, much no, outside
0: I, of that. I don't think I mentioned LA. I don't think I mentioned San Diego. Um Damn. there was a couple places that I was all up and down the Netherlands for eight months. Um, oh, wow. when I was studying abroad. So there's a lot of stories there and um As it relates to, like, the topic that we're on now, like, the way that people celebrate Halloween in different places, uh, you really get to see when you move around so much. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I would say San Diego was one of those last places where I saw people just walk into somebody's house and just grab candy out of the bowl, like, no knock, nothing. Walk in? Yeah, walk in, like, hello, we're getting our candy, just scoop it out the bowl and put it in
1: um oh my god fucking, bro i cannot imagine that here though you'd be a lot of deaths on
0: halloween if That was fucking la here, Hey, downtown la every day is halloween everybody's a ghoul everybody's a goblin downtown la that's halloween um then where else uh maryland is very similar to here in, in which like parents you know walk the kids and all yeah. that stuff and, and that's great um, but uh, New Orleans has like festivals. It's a city of oh, festivals. That's dope. It's it's definitely if if you like drinking and blacking out and waking up on the other <sighs> side of the country, then that's that's definitely the. Sounds like a movie. wild but night.
1: Yeah. I've never had one of those. Uh, I don't know. It sounds yeah. like, it's, it's a little intimidating at the same time. It's <laughs> like
0: oh shit, anything could happen in that night. So anything can happen, but you know New Orleans also has like a really rich history of um, venerating the dead yeah um that kind of ties in in a way to Halloween because big time they have um all of their uh all of their uh what what is it called graveyards mm-hmm. are um mausoleums like they're oh, above
1: ground. so almost like like a like, like a, an honor of the death, yeah, yeah like, a sort of like a celebration, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And they'll have what's called second line, like bands will, that will play like after after a funeral procession. You know, like oh it's, wow, it is somewhat celebratory in some ways. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a it's a very uh, very different take on like death in that city. Uh, yeah. So, yeah,
1: I mean you know, and it's funny because now that I'm thinking about it, like I mean I, I'm open minded, so not too many things can strike me wildly, but I feel like like a Michigan-bred native from over here. Like, yeah, that, they, yeah. they go and see that, people would take that the wrong way. And I, I feel like that's, in a sense, that's a better way of looking at it. You know, yeah. over here, we we mourn. Yeah. Somebody dies, you're mourning, you know, everybody's crying, you're sad. It's mm-hmm. it's such grief built around it. But I feel like it's better to do that because I celebrate, celebrating somebody's death isn't like, you know, you're happy about it or, oh, you're gone finally. Yeah, it's right. more so like celebrating the passing life. on it, yeah. it's it's like the transition it, it's what's really coming down mm. from the whole situation so that's that's dope i would in a weird way i would like to experience that
0: in my in my life honestly yeah, you, what i say about new orleans is everybody should go one time and one yeah. time only yeah you don't want to get uh, get get bitten and end up you know yeah, you're addicted there forever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that new orleans yeah. like saw so in your veins no nah, no nah, you don't but uh, yeah, man, I, that, was, that was really good with the whole Halloween thing. Um, I wanted to kind of go into some of the stuff that i had been thinking about recently, oh, um, yeah. just in terms of what, what the communities in Detroit are going to look like, you know, creative communities, I mean, um, in the next couple of years, because there's so much happening in the city, especially this past summer I saw, like, what do you mm-hmm. think is going to start to happen uh, moving forward? so
1: i have not like like even with the little amount that i've actually experienced myself on the creative side in detroit i was blown away like even from just in one small secluded area in detroit walking around just downtown by greek town been down there numerous times with my buddies a whole bunch of huge groups of friends just going out to drink normal shit that we do out here but you just see so many different things from like I forgot where we were, but there was this there's this one spot right down by Greek town where you can just walk down this alley and there's all these like hole in the wall bars, there's mm. there's restaurants all out there and just mm. you're walking down what's maybe a one hundred a hundred meter alleyway and you're like, Bro, you're seeing just art everywhere. You're seeing graffiti, you're seeing paintings and murals, like so many different things that for me having been to Michigan my whole life and seeing what I see here. That just felt like it just felt so new and fresh to me. I yeah. walked out. I'm like, oh my god! Like, yeah. I was trying to figure out who is this? Who is this? Yeah, yeah. And even outside of just outside of being a painter, I mean, you you look at the art, like how some of these architects, how these buildings are set up. You look at um, fashion. This Detroit is on at such a high level right now. I feel like at least personally, because I see so much shit here, like that you would see, you would think you would see this number out in other states, like your New Yorks, your Cali's, like these states that just have fashion stamped, have had it stamped, you come out to Detroit and you kind of realize, like, a lot of these looks, bro, a lot of this inspiration comes from here. It's just, yeah, it's always that. been here, but because of the kind of city we are and what we kind of make our main points here, it doesn't get the same love from the city yeah. that you would think it would as yeah. opposed to just outside of here. I mean, outside of here, a lot of people know about it. They see it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, here yeah. it's a little different, man. People kind of say themselves for the most part, and seeing it really, it made me happy because I'm like, you know what, I'm from here. Right, right, motherfucker. This, it's this that, is what we do here. You know, yeah, this is what we do. This is what we put on. So it's, it's, it's very time. refreshing. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And and it's like, I don't know, man. We we know what Michigan is known for: cars, the other things that I previously mentioned. So mm-hmm. to see that, it's kind, it's, it's awesome to me, man. Because you get to see a creative side you may not have th- thought was out there the way it is now. Yeah. Now it's just it's it's crazy, bro. It's taking off. I see so many fashion designers here, just.
0: Oh yeah, people. I don't know, people stay crazy. posted up here. I have a close friend of mine. Um, my my one of my old Facebook pro, uh, profile pictures was taken by him, um, and the amount of work he'll get coming out coming uh, to Detroit is crazy. I mean the the amount of black money. That oh my god! Here. It's another thing a lot of people don't get when they look at Detroit or when CSC, NBC tells you that Detroit is bankrupt mm-hmm. and this and that and nobody got nothing out there and this. There are a few people. Who got a lot of money here, and i and doing some things with it, doing the right shit with and it doing, at that, not yeah. even just
1: doing things, doing the right things, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, you know, trying trying to get plugged into that world, into the, the whole black money world in Detroit is, is definitely you know one of the goals of mine. Oh yeah. This process and you know all that all that stuff, but we do have to um, go into the laboratory. Oh. Um, let's get it. So I'm gonna end this segment right here. They've already uh, sanitated the laboratory, um, all uh, th- all of the beakers, everything is set up. We're so cleared. We're cleared, we can you get in answers, there, y'all. we can put on our, our white lab coats and our smocks and get ready. So let me go ahead and start that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode, segment of Adam's Race Science Laboratory. Today, I'm going to be talking to my co-host, Dom and dom is from a number of different races and we're going to break down exactly what those races are what that means for you sitting at home the listener and what it means to america at large so without further ado dom please
1: my brother happy happy to be in the race laboratory second time being here feels already familiar um i'm just start down by explaining a little bit about myself i am a African Chaldean, and i I don't like using the term white Caucasian male now I know from what from my experience in life, a lot of people always come to me and tell me oh this is this is a mix I'm not used to, and I fully understand it having the family that I do um my mom is white and Chaldean, dad is straight black. They met at seventeen eighteen, and i me personally being a byproduct of that. Yeah. I don't think there is too many better mixes out there. Don't let it sound like I'm bragging. I love it though. I get a lot of compliments on things. People are like, "Oh my god, how do, how do you just how do you live? How do you this?" And I'm like, "What are you guys talking about? I'm a normal ass person like you." I'm like, just because I mix differently doesn't mean much outside of that. But I, uh, I'm trying to think, man. What what, what are what, the what, days interesting?
0: Yeah, what are the day today is like? There's a big Keldian community in Michigan, but. Outside of Michigan, not too many. So no. when you're outside of Michigan, do you typically just say I'm half black, half or I'm half white, half Arab, or do you say I'm half black, half white? Like, how do you break identify it? Down? Yeah. So oh, identify is a tricky
1: word these days. Right. Um, so I'll be honest with you. As a kid, you know you got you got like I forgot when we had to do it, but like the kind of major testing in schools, they used to always ask your race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, it was a little bit. It was a little bit confusing. I, I don't I couldn't tell you why, but as a kid what isn't confusing. Um, I used to just mark I used to mark African American the majority of the time. So coming up as a kid, you know, you went I went through a lot of the, the teasing and hazing if you would. I didn't take it as hazing. I, I'm tough, I can take shit like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. me being light skinned, as light as you can see I am. Yeah. Um I
0: think I think they call that pigment Drake skin.
1: Drake skin, yeah. yeah. That's I've been called Drake yeah. too many fucking times in my life to <laughs> counts, trust me. Um <laughs> But no, I went through the, the normal. You, you would get told, you're not black, you're too white. Then if you tell people your other two sides, you get told, oh, well, you're black, you should be proud of that. I was like, man, I'm me. I'm yeah. proud to be what I am. I don't care what anybody else has to say outside of that. Now, to answer your question about what's the day-to-day like. Like, um,
0: like to be even more specific, dating uh friendships job opportunities these, these are the things i'm uh, like what is that experience
1: okay like? so dating can be a tough realm for what i for for my mix okay. let me explain why let's say i want to go like i want to go after a chaldean girl now for people who don't know chaldean families are super super hardcore traditional and not necessarily the good kind of traditional. They're not, like, strong core family values. We're talking no breeding outside the race values. So it can be a little tough. I mean, to, to date, with one of my three races of which I'm mixed with, it can be tough tackling that option because of that reason. You know, the girl can, like, you feel you as far as, as you know, as far as that can go. But when it comes down time to meet parents and things like that, that's when it starts to get a little tricky. Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how they'll feel about this. And that strictly comes from the black side. Hate to say that. Really? Believe it or not, from what I've known from my experience, and I'm not trashing any races here. This is not specific to any people I know in my life. You can kind of, from what I've seen, at least the old schoolers, new schoolers, they're washing that away. Thank God. They're definitely washing that away. The old schoolers, though, there's only two things that are really accepted. Yeah. And it's if you're Chaldean or white. So like I said, it it's tough in that realm, but it it's never held me back from anything, it's never stopped anything. It never made me feel in the type of way I, I kinda look at it as okay, it's their loss. Yeah. You don't gotta find shit out. It is what it is. It's cool. Right, right. Um I'm actually so blessed though to have the mom that I do because mm. that's what opened my eyes to a lot of this shit. Mm. Realis- like realistically I, I could have been that guy that was just too scared to go, oh, I'm not going to try this. I'm not going to try this. But my mom, I mean, you know, my mom's the reason I'm here. I have the reason I'm here. So I got to give her the props, man. I mean, she she dealt with a lot in her life. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to get too specific. But it is what it is. People were born when they were born. I can't hold anybody from that. So they were brought up the way they were taught, the things they were taught. So I get it. You were born at a completely different time. I understand it. But she went through a lot of shit. And she could have caved at any time she didn't she stuck with what she knew she liked knew she loved let me not say liked she stuck with that um and it worked out uh what else you you said dating friendships friendships i got the best group of friends i could have for that case honestly i do i have i have a friend who is black and korean i have a friend who is black and italian i got many white friends no no friend is more accepting than the next race has never been an issue in that side uh
0: and you know some, I can feel that coming off of you. Yeah. That you got a team.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh you yeah, big people. time, bro. These, yeah. in, I always like this. There's that big misconception, you know, you're not going to have any of your friends from high school, you're not going to talk to 90%, whatever the bullshit number is. Yeah. Bro, all my friends to this day, outside of a few, are all from high school. All from middle school. Wow. So I, I'm blessed to have them. That's um, yeah. Now, let me think. Ah. Outside of that, bro, I'm like anybody else living in America. It doesn't it doesn't affect my day-to-day life too too much outside of the norms that I do. Now, when I break that down, I fall under a couple of stereotypes. I work at a convenience store. Of course. I mean, yeah. I'm Arab. I mean, what's, what's yeah. going to happen, bro? It's in, it's in the family blood. I mean, of course I'm going to end up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of fall on two different spectrums with that. We... we service a lot of black folks and I think it's perfect because to work out with the public I'm not saying any one race of people is any better than the next to deal with because there's not every you have good and bad people in in all races Mm -hmm. I'll never pinpoint any but something about dealing with majority black folks it changes you as a person no matter who you are or what you are it really does like you there's this kind of sign of like toughness you get from these people or or like this hardcoreness that I'm not saying other races don't have but you see it a little more within black people. Within, at, least, yeah. at least me. At least I do. And these are some of the best people, I feel like, to humble you because they're quick to call you out. They're mm-hmm. quick to talk to you any type of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to let you know when you're off your shit, when you're on your shit, all that. So they can kind of keep you in check for the most part. And I love it. I, I, bro, I said I work all day, six and a half, eight hours a day. I get to talk shit all day.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, what I want to say to an extent. Now, I don't yeah. go past certain limits because you know i can get people to not come in anymore but mm. i love it bro the, the community i have around me it's mixed of any kind of race person i mean we got indian people that come in obviously Arab people black people white people just we have people from all over so i'm i feel like the the pro like i said the product i am is perfect for where i am and where i've been going in life so i couldn't ask for anything else wouldn't want to change it wouldn't want anybody else around me to change it's it's the best bro it really
0: is that's a beautiful thing man that's a beautiful thing well it looks like we can take the lab coats off we can close down the uh the lights here in this uh medical facility is about 1.2 billion dollars given to us by the george soros foundation ladies and gentlemen this was another episode of as it is and i'm your host adam with my co-host dom It's good talking, bro. You've got a lot more coming down the pike, and just get ready. We just got started.